nice. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming music at you today. Coming music at you. coming at you. A little alone music, together. Music, music, yeah. Why is that such a fun tune to play? What, what is it about that tune that makes it sort of uh, immortally fun to blow over? Yeah. Um, feels good. Sounds good. Yeah. Great melody. Easy melody. Yeah. Nice. Easy to hear. Kind of d- diversity in the chord changes yeah, these, and structure. Yeah. These little A little bits. bit unusual structure. Yeah. A little... But then wrapped around a, a couple extra bars. A-A-B-A yeah, and form. then the B section. You know, a little Night Tunisia the, bridge. Yeah. yeah, very basic on the bridge, but a little bit off kilter on the A's with the extra bars. But it's always that balance, right? Yeah. That, that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, works really well. Yep. Uh, maybe something we should have done this weekend, because we played a little two-piano gig this weekend that in was beautiful fun. Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. At uh, Jazz Arts Charlotte. Shout out to Jazz Arts Charlotte. They're doing great stuff over there. They really are. Yeah. It's a great organization. Um, they have a, a wonderful educational arm of which we were yeah. uh, got to be part of by doing a workshop for some. There was, those were all high schoolers, right? Maybe some middle schoolers. There were some schoolers. middle school and high school. Shout out yeah. to uh, Patrick, the education director over there. And yeah. of course, Lonnie Davis, who heads that whole Yeah, the operation. executive director. Yeah. It's really, really great. Wonderful venue within, embedded within the Blumenthal Center. Yeah. Deep in the Bank of America Center. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I had played in a different... There's quite a few venues in that building. They we ran into some interesting bit. things about that building. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, <laughs> Not us, but... No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but it's good to see the, the the next generation, the bumper crop of young musicians... Okay. <laughs> ...coming up uh, in the Charlotte area. Yeah, yeah. So what Fantastic audiences. Like, and we're, I know we're going to talk about venues in general today, right? Because we have a speak pipe. Yeah, we got is a great this, speak pipe right. from Linda, who is... She talks about a few things on a speak pipe but one of the things that that really piqued my interest is uh asking about what we prefer with venues so we thought we'd call this so you're saying that you ran into this question earlier yeah i did and it really it tore me up at first (laughs) but uh (laughs) there's like two people that are getting what we're saying (laughs) but uh uh, no i thought we could talk about venues the good the bad and the crazy because we've played i know we've told stories before but there have been some crazy venues yes I've got some really good good ones because yeah. uh, you. I mean, you've done a lot. Of, you've been cush gig for years now, Peter. Well, you've been the crazy ones are probably not going to be the cush gigs. The great gigs are not always the cush gig. Great venues are not always. Oh no, the no, no. Gigs some either. of the best venues ever are not cush. Right. They're in fact the opposite. But there's you know we'll we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get Speaking into it. Speaking of cush, yeah, I just want to make a little shout out oh. and congratulations well, to you for your wonderful short video. You know, a lot of folks we've been really pumping out some, I think, incredible short content. Mostly, when I say we, I mean you, Adam. Yeah. We've collaborated on a few, and I've done a few, but you have just been, had an incredible output really this whole year. Uh, and I think that the response, now by short videos, we've talked about this before, it's, it's basically a minute or below due to restrictions placed upon us on by YouTube. the YouTube yeah. corporation. It has to be less than 60 seconds. Less than 60. And when we say it has, I mean like... If it's 60, If it's exactly, exactly 60, it it's rejected. Yeah. Um, but Kush Chords was a great video that you did um, relatively recently and has just passed over the 1 million. Actually, it's probably like 1.5 million on all platforms, if not more. Yeah. But it passed over a million on Instagram over the weekend, which is super exciting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. Thanks, everybody, for all the support on the shorts. 
love seeing all the comments on the shorts, love yeah. all the discussion around just these little nuggets of ideas. We're having fun with it. Can I ask you a question before yes. we dive in, though? Yeah. What is... Oh, What's I don't know. the situation? I got, I got You've got three beverage containers for the and listeners like here. I got rid of that big ugly thing. Did you get Shout rid of it? Out. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, for peer I, pressure, I got rid of it for you this just physical space. You don't space. bring in. You don't bring, don't bring it into it work. In. Still, I, we, you know, we we we're reducing reusing. So it's not. I'm not. This is um, water. Okay. Okay. It's 106 degrees outside. It's right really now. It's the humidity is at 101. percent I don't even know how However, that's possible. In our building in the hallway, it's, it's about frigid. 55 degrees. Yeah, it's frigid. So this is water. Um, I'm already on my second one of these. Today. Okay, he's got for the listeners. He's got three beverage containers stacked in front of him. Right. Like a. I mean, I feel like it's a. Well, bit I don't want to hide them in the back. And I you ever watch the thing. office? It's like Dwight Schrute building <laughs> like a, a, some kind of barrier, some kind of wall. Right. So that's water. What's in the gray this one? This is smoothie, smoothie that I made this morning. Okay. Gotta um, stay. Huh? Gotta stay. Uh, is that protein or something? There's some protein in, it, but it's mostly. Um, Fruit and peanut butter. It's it's actually kind of disgusting sounding, but I like it. Okay. Walnuts, peanut butter. I love some walnuts. Brazil nuts. I love some Brazil nuts. A lot of nuts. antioxidants. Yeah. Um, flax seeds, oh, ground up. Superfood shake is what bananas, you got Bananas. Yeah. Um, some soy milk and uh, all natural, no sugar. You There's. Know. I'm going to tell you something right some now. Dates. There's not a sure. single inch of this guy is inflamed right now. Nothing. There's no inflammation. <laughs> not, that not with that is shake. inflaming me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is coffee. Ever heard of it? Okay. Shout out Blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The master of the Great. tiny six dollar coffee. Nice. Um. Anyway, we have. I was. I just want to do a little. St- <laughs> yeah, Caleb liked that one. Caleb doesn't always. Wait, can we get a little Caleb cam? Are we? Look, look at him. See, he's smiling. <laughs> that is not how he normally looks when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> but master um, of the six dollar. We coffee. are. Shout out, Caleb, producer Caleb. We are doing. Um. A recording here in about two weeks, probably in about a week from when you guys are hearing this. And I want to invite everybody on the pod here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hear this. It's going to be September 7th. Hell Ever yeah. heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it, man. I cannot Eastern. wait. It's going to be nice. Um, uh, we're, we're doing a live recording mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be live streamed on YouTube. We'll have a link to it below. Um, it's available for free to everybody around the world. 8 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, September 7th. I'm premiering a new quartet. Um, that we'll be playing together for the first time that week. Um, in fact, on the performance. And we're going to make a record in real time. It's called yeah. Generation S. Gen and actually, S. after this, I got some production questions for you because you asked me to kind of help with some of the producing. So I ask you to produce it. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's meet after this episode. Okay. Maybe we, we'll do an episode on production at some point. But Sounds good. I got some, I got some questions. That's okay. so exciting. So yeah, do, do not miss September 7th. We're going live in the afternoon here in the States, and that's mostly for our European friends, and then in the evening for everybody here. Yep. It's going to be crazy good. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, following your journey as you've been writing this, and you can also follow Peter's journey here on his own Instagram or on the Open Studio Instagram. We're sharing a lot of stuff, too, about his composition process. It is fascinating, so do not miss that. Yeah. Uh, okay, shall we get to, to, to today's speak pipe? Yes. This is from a very familiar name, Linda Meredith. Yes, I feel like my we've buddy. seen her around, and so let's check. She's out. a friend of the pod. A friend of the pod. Let's check out Linda's question. Hey, Peter. Hi, Adam. It's Linda from Southwest Florida. Peter, I think the last time I saw you was at the Kennedy Center with Diane Reeves. Too long ago. Hey, can you talk a minute about Diane Reeves receiving the Maria Fisher Founders Award and what that means to an artist? Also, how about an episode relating to your favorite performance spaces? What makes a great one? And what about bothersome audience members talking during performances? 
Do you hear it? And how do you deal with it? it. I once saw Elian Elise at the Iridium stop playing. Also, what do you hope a jazz neophyte gets out of a performance? I listen to every podcast, and even though I have a minimal music background, piano, guitar, and trumpet, and don't understand 75% of what you discuss, I do admire the talent and knowledge that you've worked years to attain. So I'm both educated and entertained. So keep up the useless drivel, and can I be a friend of the pod? Yes, Linda, you are definitely a friend of the pod. Thank you so much for the lovely comments and for the great uh, uh, topic suggestions. We will definitely cover... A couple of these. Let's get out of the way before we get to venues. Yes. Let's get out of the way first. The the talking during the performance. Mm. We had a little bit of that actually in Charlotte, and it was one of those situations where it was natural, yeah. And it was like it worked with the room and with the crowd, you know, that we had, and it did not bother me very much at all. Well, like it was not distracting me. I was because they were like talking about the music and right. there was some. And, I would say mostly. There was one guy kind of over by me we were sort of physically he a, separated i heard, heard him guy. yeah yeah yeah. it was kind of like some just talking about what was happening later that evening yeah that gets things. annoying if you can yeah. hear it and, and he was like right row. in the front row yeah, yeah come yeah, on yeah, yeah yeah so that can be like a little bit jarring linda but i personally i've seen artists stop a show and in my opinion it never is a good look yeah it never it never works for the artist like i mean maybe it works for them because they really can't concentrate but it always seems a little self-serving, yeah. Um, to in my opinion, I, at least when I've, I've I didn't see the the one you mentioned, obviously, but I've seen it happen a few times, and I'm always a little cringy about like, surely there's a better way to deal with this than to scold a room full of people, right? You know, I mean, I do think it it it, it does get to that point occasionally when that's sort of a last resort. I think then it's okay. If it's because there is a certain like sometimes you can feel an energy that there's just a few disruptors in the Mm -hmm. audience and that the rest of the people are are kind of like like it shouldn't be up to them to tell them. Although that that certainly happens. I've actually been shushed at a show recently. Hey, which is a little embarrassing, right? Really? Well, but it was an outdoor um, huge concert. You know, every year the St. Louis Symphony does an opening concert at Forest Park that's free on Art Hill. I mean, it's like 10,000 people there, maybe even more. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting pretty far away. And, like, you bring a blanket, you bring some food and wine or whatever. There's food trucks. It's not your typical classical. Some people will ask you to shush at yeah, Art, on we Art were, Hill? Yeah, we were there talking. We were with some friends. You're on a blanket. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. That's a totally appropriate place to have a conversation. Exactly. And we weren't, like, yelling. It is a classical concert, though, so I get uh, that. I, I kind of yeah. get it. But so, I don't I mean, know. I'm, I'm not a snob about this stuff at all. Here's what I think. I think it should be really on the venue yeah and like the artist should really communicate to the venue listen if people start talking it's up to you and your staff to really communicate that that's not okay but do you like that thing when you know some venues are like we're a listening establishment and they'll even say that yeah if at that's the beginning what we of want night, out of or they'll it. have a little you know sign on the on the keep your table conversations to a minimum that's weird though i don't think so i think it should be more of an i mean you never no one ever says that at the village vanguard no, but you would get shushed at the Village Vanguard. Right. The venue will shush you or kick you out if you talk a, right, a bunch. Right, but but yeah. but there's also a certain culture of it being... A, like, I feel like you can't say, like, you know, we, we, we're well, a loving... It's like you go to somebody's house and there's a sign. We're a loving family. I don't know. I kind of you know, disagree. Can't you just be a loving family? It's, it's a little bit of a guideline that you can set. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. 
you know, if they don't have a lot of experience going to a jazz venue. Well, just, you know, look around and see what's, re read the room, as we okay. say. I mean, if you don't like that, you don't like that, but I like it. Especially <laughs> you if like that's the what, signs? I like, I like, you like it, to be told no, what to do. No, if it is the sort of unwritten, if it is an unwritten rule, yeah. like we shouldn't talk during this concert, I like for the, you know, that's what I'm saying. I like for the venue to be like, hey, listen, this is a listening room. I like actually what Victor Goins has been doing up here at Jazz St. Louis. He has that's been cool. very clear. He's been like, we are a listening room. Please but, don't, you know, keep keep your table conversations to a minimum. But this is an interactive art form. If you want to hoot and holler, please do. If you hear something you love, please let the artist know. I guess that's I just, the perfect balance to me. I just guess I missed the time, and it still exists some places where that's the. It, it's not about maybe it is about being an educated audience. Like you come to. You come to bring your energy as an audience member. There has to be some experience level of attending a performance. Or it's like you go to an art museum and do they have to have signs? Please don't spit on the paintings. Like, isn't that kind of right. known? You know, please don't touch the but paintings. You it know? is. But there are, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> there are literally dozens of different types of performances of varying volumes. If you're at a rock show... It's expected that you're going to be screaming and talking and dancing. And but there's no signs that say it's okay to scream and dance. That's what I'm no, saying. No, 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 no. It's like there's a culture around. And, but if you're at some venues, for jazz even, that is also expected and encouraged. And yeah. it's fine. Like, you know, when we were playing Thurman's every Thursday. You never said, trio, we would appreciate you hooping no. and hollering. And sometimes you... it was like you could hear a, a pin drop because everybody was super focused on the music. And sometimes people were like up talking, socializing, partying. And both were fine with us because yeah. it was kind of the vibe. I do think there is like, in people's defense, like if you're not clear, it can be very confusing, especially if you're at a club. Okay, we're at a club. I'm eating. Right. There's food. You know, if it's bright outside, that like if it's super dark and you're at a concert in yeah. a hall, that's one thing. But if you're like at a table with three other people and there's and you're eating and like, do I talk or no? I don't know. You know, like. Well, that's a, that's a, you bring up an interesting point because a lot of these venues orient the seating, and I'm I mean certainly clubs, but also. Even like some larger venues. I remember doing some concerts at, um, what is that place? Like the Shimmerhorn or something in Nashville. The Symphony Hall there. The yeah. Matterhorn. No, that's in Switzerland. Something, whatever that, that hall is. And it's like a beautiful, it's not old. It's kind of a weird place, but it's supposed to look like an old European concert hall. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, classical Baroque architecture. Are those two different things? Who mm -hmm. knows? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like you walk in and you're like, wow, this is, wait. Nashville didn't exist in 1784, but this building looks like it did. Well, Memphis has a pyramid. Something going on in Tennessee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying you, but then for like when they have sort of jazz pops concerts, instead of seating in the orchestra level, they have tables set up. Hmm. And so that encourages talking because the tables orient some people to be sitting looking at each other. Yeah, of course. And so a lot of these jazz clubs, and think about the Village Vanguard and even like the Blue Note in New York, all the seating, two even though you have a table. And two tops and the, the seating. They're is, oriented towards the stage, yeah, that right? that is a must, yeah. Yeah. Well, this brings us back to Charlotte and uh, Jazz Art Charlotte. They had a great That setup. was all They're oriented towards All oriented them. towards the stage. And I guess this we this we can shift now to what so we solved the problem. The things it's that make a good club or a good venue yep. are for me one of the things that I love, no matter what the size of the, you know, <laughs> club, theater, hall, stadium or whatever, is it has to feel somewhat intimate. Like I do not yep. like some of these outdoor festivals where I feel like I'm a mile away from the audience and there's a barrier right. and you're up 20 feet high or whatever. Right. Like I actually don't love that feeling. 
I feel like um, this music is best communicated when people are literally right up on you. Yes. You know what I mean? And so that was what was so great about Jazz Art Charlotte is, is like the whole orientation of the room and the way that they were sort of tiered out. So uh, they had sort of a set of, of two top tables surrounding the stage, the, the, the stage where the musicians are, are on the lowest part of the room. Yeah. And then those two top tables. And it was there like were, a menagerie. And then, yeah. And then there so. were tiers that went above. Which is, this is my favorite setup, actually. Not where you're up, but where the audience kind of goes right. up. You know, similar to what a theater does. But uh, And that was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I thought that was a great vibe. Si- um, similarly, any kind of, obviously, Village Vanguard setup is also great. Because people are on top of you. And you can you feel like they're all around you. That is when the vibe for this kind of music, I think, works best. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, so we've talked about some great venues. We've talked about some... Not so great venues, or at least setups, maybe. Well, that... what makes a bad what makes a bad venue? What looks like a num- your number one? Well, I think you know not having that intimacy, yeah. even, and that's not always a sizing thing because no, you could have a small room that doesn't feel intimate because the orientation of the stage yeah. and the way that it's seated. I uh, say it all the time. Isn't set up right. The Sheldon up here, yeah. holds like seven hundred and fifty people, but it feels like you're in a living room. Like everybody right. feels super close. Right, right, and that's another kind of orientation thing. Yeah, the sound, the sound, I think. Um, it's funny, we've talked about a lot of things besides the sound. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest anti-talking thing. Like, if the sound yeah, yeah. is really good yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have it set up intimate, that's going to cut out a lot of people even thinking about talking. That's you true. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's going to, of course, the performers, we got to bring it, too. Like, we have to play something that makes makes it so that the audience... Takes is, notice. Takes notice and yeah. is more interested in hearing what we're playing than hearing what each other say. I know. You know? And I think there's always room for, like... You know, whispering something like, Ooh, that, 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 check that out, or, or even speaking, you know, s- not silently, but close to silently, like yeah. a little bit of like well, whispering or something. And definitely talking to the artist, like, feel free to shout out whatever you want to say. Like, yeah. I mean, to a point, but yeah. to be like, you know, to, to give us your like, especially if you're loving it. Right. You know, that feels great. Yeah. It's Don't weird though. Sometimes, you know, like when. Woo, like I, a good woo. Exactly. Can really, can really set off a crowd. When I go see friends play, I like to be like the whistler, the wooer, right. because I know that that... There's an art to that. Well, because that'll get everybody else in the crowd sort of like loosened up for that. Yep. And I know that can change a room. I like doing that too. And I love when people do that at really interesting and intelligent times. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's like... <laughs> woo! You know, that's 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 low-hanging fruit, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you do it... I because, pick that fruit all the time. But sometimes like something kind of, uh, you know, intricate or a little bit almost subdued will happen between say like the snare drum and the pianist or some inside baseball stuff to really appreciate that and give a woo at that time i love that because that shows to the sort of collective intelligence of the audience even if it's just one or two people that kind of stuff can start to like you can learn how to listen by following some people in the audience you know what i mean like how you can be like, wait, what was that that they were reacting to as opposed to just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the obvious stuff and the big buildup, totally. but it's great when that energy is reflected back from the audience. And I think that that's as much about how the venue set up, where it is, kind of the, I hate to say the intelligence, it's not the intelligence of the audience, but it's sort of the musical experience and intelligence of the audience, you know, the sort of collective like how much stuff have they heard, how familiar, not with what the chord changes are, but just how to respond to music and how to talk about later an emotionally impactful performance. You know, a lot of these venues, especially if they're in a place like, um, 
Well, it's different in New York because you have so many venues, you got so many different people, you got tourists and everything. There's just so much going on. But some place like Charlotte, like we just played, that doesn't have it does have great venues, but doesn't have a lot of different jazz shows happening at the same time. That's right. So it becomes a thing in in with the fans where they talk about, oh, did you hear Brand from Marsalis, who had just been there? I think it was the performance in there before ours. And then, yeah, I loved it when they did this. And it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to this next thing. It's part of a whole culture of appreciating music that's intertwined with the organization, with the audience, with the venue, and with the performers. One more thing that could really kill a venue for me, too, is like, um, and this is for any size, any kind of venue, is when they don't um, respect like the music and the fact that they have live music as much as the people that are making it. So like one of the things that was great about us uh, this weekend was I felt very taken care of and like, you know, what we were doing was appreciated and respected Right. as soon as we got there. Like right. they, they really had a very like, we take this seriously. The sound was on point, like, you know, all the little details, the green room and there's water and like, you know, I know silly things, Right. but you play even some theaters and it's just like. Eh, sign in in the back, you know, like <laughs> right. yeah, you, like you, you're treated. It's a, sort of it's like, a vibe that you yeah. that, that you catch from little different touch points. You feel like the help or something, right? Right. Instead right. of like, oh, this is there's art about to be made here, and like, see, this is the way a one million Instagram no. guy talks. <laughs> I'm starting to see what it is. See how the bar is raising no, up? No, 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 no. No, it's not even about. Kale's not laughing now, but he is cracking a smile. I see him. It's not there. even about. It's not about like being pampered. It's just no. about. It's just about a, 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 like you said, an attitude or a vibe about like an attitude of gratitude. A, what is this for? Is yeah. is this here to make? Or you know, you have this venue here just to make money, or you actually like in love yes. with the music that you're trying to present right and i think that you know we come to it very much from a service standpoint so it absolutely is not about being pampered or like do you know who i am but it is about like will you help me as i help you we're all on this collective thing to serve up a great experience for the audience a communal thing of beauty for the music and for the people tonight like how is that best to do yeah so like if we don't have to run out and be like trying to find some food and we can kind of chill and have right. some snacks that's going to make a better performance or you get there and the sound guy isn't there yet and yeah. then he gets there and he's kind of surly and then Drunk, the, and they're like stoned. yeah and then they're like and oh yeah we didn't mention this before but we're going to take 20 percent of your merch sales yeah, and like all that kind of stuff yeah. is just like man come on like let's be uh, let's clearly communicate let's everybody be professional right um and that happens more often than you might think even amongst like professional venues right you know? right and yeah so when we talk about a great venue to kind of get back to and by the way Linda's, just on the flip side there yeah. are musicians who aren't professional either exactly so, that's so, what i'm saying yeah. we're all it's all like yeah, a team yeah. effort yeah. but it's sort of like when you especially when you're doing this like night after night a bunch of one-nighters like you got to be locked in a lot of it is the communication beforehand exactly. and kind of yeah. letting them know how you operate and them letting totally. us know how they operate and sometimes you know before you get there like this is going to be great it's not that everything's gonna be perfect and we can't adjust or whatever um, but it's like, you know, you're all on the same page. It's kind of like, we're all professionals yeah. and we all understand what the goal is. Yeah. And I, it's very exciting to me because a lot of times it's like you get there and it's sort of like from the moment you arrive at the airport or whatever, it's a partnership, but it's a 24 hour partnership with yeah. the venue. And it's like everything kind of culminates with the performance that evening and a great venue has a great staff, has a great leader of the organization. Like it all works together and that puts us in the position and puts pressure on us as performers to really deliver as it should. All right, let's talk about the crazy. We've done the good, we've done the bad. <laughs> What's the crazy? I have, I'll start. Okay. Uh, crazy is, and this has actually happened, there is a church prayer service <laughs> that we have to wait till it's finished 
in the nightclub happening by the mm. bar. Wow. I know. Kind of a cross-cultural situation. A bit, I a like bit that. crazy. A yeah. bit crazy. And then, oh, and the same the gig. Then they do have a piano. Where is this? But it's, uh, this was in Appleton, Wisconsin. Mm. They have a piano, but it's in the other room. And would I mind helping move it onto the stage? So lift it. Lift a it onto the stage. Brains and brawl required. I'm going to call that a couple of friends, and if you, <laughs> me, and a couple of friends can get that piano on stage, you can certainly play it. Right. That's that's. Isn't that great? That's crazy. Yeah. That, that is, is crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Appleton, uh, home of Lawrence Univer uh, Lawrence College, I believe. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, okay, so crazy venue. As soon as you mentioned that, I always think of for some reason animals at the gig. The intersection oh, yeah. of animals. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that could be anything from a rat yeah. in a club. But I'm thinking more. I did a gig in Perth, Australia. Shout out Western Australia. Oh, got some crazy animals down there. Right. Um, and at the, it was a big like outdoor. Well, it was kind of like this forest park thing because we were playing with the symphony. Uh, the Western Australia Symphony in Perth, which were great. One of the best orchestras I've ever gotten to play. Super great players and just professional everything. But we're rehearsing in the afternoon outside. It's going to be like an evening concert as the sun sets. St big stage built up in this beautiful um, kind of park. Well, it was, it was in a park, but it was sort of in the city. It was, it was beautiful. And um, there were kangaroos at the rehearsal that bounced Damn. over to listen. That's amazing. It was, so, I, it was so weird. I thought that they were like trained or that it was a kid in there. Yeah. Well, it could have been an adult. Kangaroos are big. Yeah. Don't sleep on kangaroos. They will kick your ass. No, they will kick. They're known <laughs> to kick ass. That's what they do. They've got those big those big feet for a reason. But I'm up there on stage and with these things with the, with the orchestra, there's always a lot for me to do as musical director in terms of coordinating. And it's always time pressure because like we're rehearsing a 90-minute show in about 90 minutes. You yep, know, yep. but when I saw those kangaroos, I was like, hold on a second. I'm like, I was like, I got it. And, you know, all the people in the orchestra there were like, what you mean? This is OK. That's give, give me an Australian accent. Clue me in here. That was really bad. Was nar? It? Nah. <laughs> nar? That's my note. That's how they say. Oh, nar. Oh, nar. Put another kangaroo on the bar. All right, we no, got to okay, stop. 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 Love you, Australia. Love you, Australia. Um, no, but I these kangaroos bounced over. Yeah. Kind of far away, and then came a little closer, and then sat there and watched us. That's beautiful. Man. I love it. I got another crazy one. Yeah. Playing an outdoor festival. Uh, I believe it was like some kind of food and wine and music festival. <laughs> and uh, crazy programming. So we were playing sort of like some soft Nora Jones-esque singer-songwriter jazz. Yeah. And we were after a group of uh, uh, rap artists that performed, that were enormous people, yeah. like 300-pound men. <laughs> Who had like, you know, <laughs> like that kind of like uh, beat going, beat, and no shirts and tons of tattoos, and then we were next, and literally the host of the show, because everybody was so amped up from the rap artists who I think had a bit of a hit at that time, uh, had to say like, all right, listen up, you're all about to get an education in jazz. So shut up. Oh, I love it when they introduce you like that. That was one of the crazy. I was like, like, like I was take your medicine. <laughs> I was convinced the crowd was going to start throwing batteries at us because it was just not a great fit. That was a crazy billing. That's crazy. We should have been we, like that was at 11 p.m. too when we went on. We should have been on that day at like three o'clock. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered it. Yeah. I feel I feel enraged and crazy right now. So that's that's Good, awesome. That and crazy. Thank you, Linda, for the great uh, speak pipe. If you want to least listen to a speak pipe, Peter, where would listen our to a speak pipe? if you want to leave? If you want to, my my brain is 
a little crazy. How many cups of coffee did you have this morning so uh, far? About eight. <laughs> uh, if you want to leave us a speak pipe, Peter, yes. where do they go? Go to speakpipe.org. No, not no, 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 not no. You'll all, hear man. it. No. .com. You'll hear it.com. And you can leave it there. And uh, don't worry about uh, perfection. I know you might be intimidated by Linda's beautiful um, um, oratory delivery of her questions, but you have several chances to do it. So yeah. feel free to do that. And uh, we may or may not put you on the air at some point. Yeah, We're a little worry, overwhelmed with speak pipes. Don't right worry now, about to be about honest. speaking correctly. I mean, I, I obviously can't do it here on the show. So right, yeah. Right. Till next time, you'll hear it.